I feel in my heart. And I'm consumed with this idea and what I feel like is a knowledge and a conviction that we have drawn near. The time is rapidly approaching for a world-shaking, system-shattering outpouring of the Holy Spirit. I believe that God is not done with planet Earth. And I believe the next big thing that happens in this planet will not be who do we elect for president. Lord, help us. Lord, help us. Have we not seen by now that the systems of men and the wisdom of men can't produce life? I'm up to here with broken promises and hope that's been let down. When I wake up in the morning, I feel it. And when I pray, I feel it pulling on my heart. I believe that we ourselves are still living in the book of Joel. And that because those words were prophetic, they are truth and they are life. They were real in Joel's day. They were real and true on the day of Pentecost. And they are real and true on October the 1st and 2023. I believe that we are living in a this is that day. And some of you listening may not know yet what it is that I am talking about. And I will summarize in this way briefly. That when God sent his son... He sent His Son to fulfill His Word. When all through the Scripture He said, I will redeem you, I will save you, and you are busted and you are broken, but through my redemption and through my Redeemer, I will create a new world. And we call it this in the Scripture, new creation. I will do these things. And for years we wondered and we questioned how and why, when, who will you use? And it's a mystery that God chose to show up as Messiah through a carpenter boy from a country town. But he was more than country and he was more than a carpenter. He was king of the universe. He taught and he demonstrated what does it mean to know God? What does it mean to have heaven on earth? Hear me, friends. There were a few who they walked with him and they ate with him. And they saw firsthand the kingdom of God being pushed into the world. They saw the blind made to see. The lame were made to walk. The mute were given reason and cause to speak. The deaf ear was opened. The hungry were fed. And the naked were clothed. Because he's not just powerful, he's compassionate. And what to do with this debt of sin? It's good that Jesus is good, but what about the rest of us? We love him, but we're busted. And he overcame the world 
when wrongfully accused, he stood before his brethren in silence as they heaped and hurled accusation on his name. I love this. Religious folk heaped accusation and accusal onto his name. But today we heap glory and honor and admiration onto his name. And when hell and evil and humanity, we poured out our wickedness on him. And we beat him and bruised him. We tore him to literal shreds. The scripture says he looked like a snake hanging on a tree. It was shameful to look at. He was so grotesque that people didn't want to look. They couldn't stand to see a man like that. He completed his assignment. And he went into a grave that you and I deserve. And we deserved to be there forever. Because we chose to live in sin. But he got up. Yeah. Yes, sir. He got up. That third day rolled around. And when angels pushed a stone out of the way, angels moved a rock. But he got up out of there and he walked out. Our King and our Lord has overcome death, hell, and the grave. He has changed the world and he has changed humanity forever. It's a mystery. It is so plain and so complex all at the same time that thousands of years later we still study its mysteries. And our vocabulary struggles to capture the simplicity of redemption and new life. What to do now? He's king and he's Lord and he saved me. But how do I live in this new world? What am I to do? What is the way? How am I to know the mysteries of God? Let me tell you how. Jesus himself said, it's good that I go. Now that I have all the power, I need to go to the CEO's office so that I can lead and exercise my authority over creation. What are we going to do? I'm going to send you a helper. Ah, I'm going to send you a helper and a teacher and the one who will give you power from on high. Not just so you know what to do, but you have the ability to do and to become new creation people. You need to hear me, friend. You're not special because of what nation you come from. You're not special because of how much money is in your pocketbook. You're not usable to God because of the diploma that hangs on your wall. You're not less than because you come from nothing. And you're not more than because you have a lot. You are significant because he has known your name. He formed you in your mother's womb. And when you incurred a debt, he paid the price. Surely he has bought us with a price. He has loved me and given himself for me. And he didn't stop there. He called me from on high. 
He purposed me before the foundations of the world and he gave me and assigned to me the gift and the person of the Holy Spirit to know me, to speak to me, and to live on the inside of my spirit. Do you wanna see the Holy Spirit? Look right here. He's living on the inside of me. I have two members of the Godhead alive and thriving on the inside of this flesh suit. (laughs) And it's not just me. Pull out your phone and pull out a mirror and look into those eyes, the gateway of the soul. And when you get past the color of your iris and pupil, and when you look deep inside, you can see this, that we have this treasure in earthen vessel, that we're not just men and women made of flesh. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. He has made us and called us for such a time as this.